business is a competition. There are winners and losers. There's always someone trying to take your business away. And in business, just like sports, there are players, there are coaches, and there is a scoreboard. Welcome to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Whether you're a manager, executive, business owner, salesperson, or entrepreneur, The Business Locker Room is a show that will create content and conversations that will help you improve your business. Now, let's join your host, Kelly Riggs. Hey, hello, everybody. Great to have you on board right here in the Business Locker Room. Looking forward to a fantastic show today. It is the show with compelling conversations and useful content that you can use to improve your business today. Whether you're a sales rep, a manager, a business owner, an executive, an entrepreneur, maybe you just have an interest in things like marketing, social media, or even business strategy, the Business Locker Room, definitely the show for you where we put together guests and good interviews to create the kind of content that you can use back where you work in order to make your performance stand out from the crowd. It is going to be a great show today. I'm your host, Kelly Riggs. You can find me online. Follow me at Twitter, at Kelly Riggs. And of course, our website, bizlockerroom.com. Always welcome to send us messages. Tell us what you think about the show. Suggest new guest ideas, new concept ideas. Always love to hear from you. Kelly at bizlockerroom.com. We have, uh, we've got a great lineup today. Of course, Miles Austin, as always, will be joining us for the X's and O's segment. We're going to draw up uh, some good plays today, I can promise you. We're going to talk Google Hangouts. And, of course, uh, I, I suspect that most of you have a fairly good awareness of Google Hangouts, but it takes someone like Miles Austin to really unwrap this thing and let us know everything that it's capable out about uh, in, in our business lives, uh, the things that it can do and can contribute to the things that we do every day. And, of course, it's like all of my favorite tools. It's free. So we'll we'll get the, the lowdown. And my understanding is that Miles has written a pretty extensive ebook uh, primer on Google Hangouts, and he'll be referring to that as we go along. We'll tell you how you can get that as well and uh, add, add that to the, the things that you're using from Miles. Miles, uh, again, on Twitter, at Miles Austin. And his blog, fillthefunnel.com. Our guest, uh, just a few moments in the show, will be Todd Schnick. And you spell his last name, S-C-H-N-I-C-K. Just uh, excited to have Todd in. He, Todd is a guy who's been doing podcasting for quite a long time. And I'm looking at his guest list, and it's like a who's who of who's what in business. I mean, it's absolutely amazing the people that he has had on board in his, uh, in his show, The Intrepid radio show. You can find all of his podcasts and listen to them and find out more about Todd at toddschnick.com. But I'm excited to bring him on board. We've, we've got a lot of things to talk about, not the least of which is uh, he's got a political background. It, it, uh, this is an interesting fact that I got from his website that during the 2000 Florida recount in the presidential election, no less than Chris Matthews predicted that Todd would go to jail. I can't wait to get the details on that thing, but uh, Todd is a guy who's, who's advised hundreds of organizations uh, from, from tech startups all the way to multi-million dollar organizations in marketing and sales. He's quite the business strategist and uh, does live trade show radio. In fact, that's going to be a big part of what I ask him about. So I'm excited to have him on board. You can find him, by the way, I'll just let you know up front, at Todd Schnick on Twitter. ToddSchnick.com is where his podcast is. And uh, 
He, he does a lot of popular radio shows. Radio shows. I, I'm really excited to talk to him about a number of things that I've read on his blog and about some, some of the things that I know specifically about trade shows. Todd, it is great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us in the business locker room. Uh, Kelly, it is an absolute pleasure to be with you. Uh, but you did not tell me I had to share the stage with Miles Austin. Now that may have that may have had a different outcome. Well, I I don't I don't <laughs> tell my guests that I, I keep that a secret because and and here's the other thing, Todd. I always let the guest go first because you don't want to follow Miles. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Thank goodness I, I'm I'm first up. That 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 saves the day. <laughs> hey, fantastic to have you. Let's get this one out of the way. Let's let's talk politics. Uh, <laughs> evidently, you've got a political background and you spent some time as a political strategist. And I suspect that uh, one of your great strengths is strategy. If you've transferred that over into the business world, but what in the world did you do that would prompt uh, uh, Mr. Matthews to uh, predict you'd go to jail? Well, the first half of my career was in politics and as a political strategist, and I worked in Florida in the 90s. And so through my tenure there, I got to work very closely with Jeb Bush and excited to see what he might do in 2016. But uh, as a natural output of my involvement in the Jeb Bush organization, obviously I had a, 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 a big role in his brother's campaign in 2000. And of course, we all still painfully, despite the fact that it was 14 years ago, still have a lot of painful memories of that Florida recount. And so as you recall, Kelly, there were there were dozens and dozens and dozens of legal lawsuits going on, everybody suing one another. And, and uh, I was involved as the political director of, of the Bush campaign in, in Florida in 2000. And there were a couple absentee ballot cases that the, the Al Gore campaign filed suit on. And as the administrator of that program, naturally, I, I was, I was uh, called to testify and, and uh, uh, had my claim to fame of, of being uh, broadcast live on all the major news shows and CNN and MSNBC and and all that and uh, uh, the, as uh, you know how these news uh, these twenty four hour news networks go they have a they have a host an MC and then they have a conservative and they have a liberal kind of debating an issue or uh, an idea or sure uh, and uh, so they were going they were going at it uh, discussing this particular case and uh, as they were going to break Chris Matthews says yeah I don't care what you say Mr Conservative guy I, uh, that political director dude in Florida, he is going to jail. <laughs> and, we'll, and then he says, "All right, we'll be right back with the Florida recount." And then they go to go to break. So it was just a, it was a highlight of my career. Uh, and, and you uh, were the dude to which he was referring. I was the dude to which he's referring. Uh, my other claim to fame in politics. Uh, some of you may know Jake Tapper. He's uh, sure. now a a pundit and uh, a regular uh, media personality on CNN and ABC News. He sometimes covers the uh, uh, you know the Sunday morning show when Stephanopoulos is on break. Anyway, he, the first book that I was ever in uh, that I get to tell my kids someday. The first book that I was ever in was a book by Jake Tapper and it was called. Down and Dirty, The Plot to Steal the Presidency. So another another glorious moment from my political career. Yeah, so you're one of those guys. I just have to keep that in mind as we go throughout <laughs> the balance of the, of the interview. Hey, you made the jump. Uh, you, you've, you've been a, a successful writer and blogger uh, for six years now. You've got four books that you've done, and, and you produce radio show. I mean, you're a media background guy. What, what prompted the change over there, what, the jump from politics to what you do now? What, what was the prompting for that? Well, you know, uh, Kelly, I still call myself a media or a marketing strategist and and helping uh, organizations kind of navigate uh, the, the the strategic path and how to devise a, a smart marketing strategy. And, and a lot of people 
bristle at the at the thought that well you you didn't have a traditional marketing background you've never actually served as a vp of marketing in any kind of organization but i had a 20 year political career and what is that but not marketing it's instead of selling a widget or a box of soap or whatever you're just selling candidates and selling ideas and so my whole entire career has been in marketing i just uh, uh, my customers were voters and and my ideas and products were, were candidates you know so i've always been in that field and yeah to your point i i, I because of that in doing political commercials and direct mail and all of that that we all know and love from a political campaign. I mean, I've been in media my whole life. The, I, I stumbled into podcasting quite by accident. A, a, a good friend of mine invited me to, to be a co-host with him on the show. And we started doing it without any real rhyme or reason or any strategy. It was just, hey, it was something new and something interesting. And as we got into it, we began to discover some real business power with it and how to leverage that medium as a business development strategy. And so once we kind of cracked the code on how to do that and why to do that, we built a business around it. And uh, I've now been doing this for probably six six years and are having a heck of a good time doing it. Wow, my guest is Todd Schnick. And uh, we're, we're going to have a lot of conversation today about the things that he's doing in podcasting, also in trade show radio. We're going to look at a couple of the blog posts that he's written, some fantastic stuff. You can find all of it at toddschnick.com. Make sure you add him to your must-read list. We're going to take a quick time out. We'll come back, and we'll start the conversation in earnest now that we've got some background, and we'll get to much more from Todd Schnick. After this time out, I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to The Business Locker Room. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Hey, welcome back to the Business Locker Room. I'm Kelly Riggs, your host. As we continue our conversation with Todd Schnick. By the way, next week, another great show on tap. Michael McLaughlin will join us from Mindshare Consulting, and we're going to talk uh, leadership and strategy with him as well. A guy that I actually quoted in the book that I wrote on sales, but he's just a fantastic guy. I love reading his stuff. And again, like all of our guests, so much content that you can take and turn into something that you can use to improve your business. Todd Schnick joining us from toddschnick.com, veteran podcaster, 
has written four books and been around a while. Todd, you, you, you had a fantastic blog post out just recently, and it was entitled, I Don't Understand People Who Take the Elevator One Level. Okay, you and I are on the same page on this deal, but I think you've got your own particular slant. So I'll turn it over to you and tell us what you had in mind. You know, for me, Kelly, it, it, it's it's obviously a metaphor for someone's attitude and and their work ethic. And I, my wife and I, have recently moved to a mid-rise, and we live on the seventh floor. And, and it's just, and I walk my dogs, and it's funny. I I get in the elevator on on. We'll stop at level two, and someone will get on in exercise clothes, taking the elevator up one level, which is level three, which is where the gym is. And I'm thinking, if you're going to the gym. Why aren't you taking the stairs? You know, I, I it just I didn't understand it. And then at my office, where my studio is, uh, is is there's this, it's a six level parking deck, and you, you we've all seen it. You've seen it. Uh, it probably frustrates all of us. And hopefully, you're not one of these people who do it. But everybody's trying to park on the first darn level, when levels two, three, four, five, and six are wide open. And I just don't understand people who sit there and stress themselves out. And try to park in that first level and wait and wait and wait till a spot opens and you know they pull over and put the blinker on, waiting for you to pass, hoping you're not going to steal. It's a, what a stressful, miserable existence when you could go up one level and get to where you need to go, and have plenty of parking and, and no one bothering you. And, and it, I, I question that person because I think, what kind of personality are they that they're doing that? Why? Why aren't? How are they? Can can you assign? Um, uh, a philosophy to those people that if they're going to if they're going to do that, what else are they going to do? That's going to sh- look for shortcuts, be lazy. So it was just a it just boggles my mind that someone in in, a, in, a, in an age where we all need to be exercising more and be more active and moving around and and a lot of us need to lose weight. Why you wouldn't take the the effort to to go one one level just on the stairs just to just to get some movement? I, I just yeah, don't get I, it. A disclaimer, clearly, even in your own blog post, you say, hey, if you're one of those people who has some sort of condition that, you know, that that shorter cut uh, to the stairs, uh, you know, is important or you need to be parked close because of disability sure, or something, sure. doesn't apply. But, you know, I, the, the, the thing that I took out of your blog post that absolutely cracked me up was you said, quote, honestly, if I was in recruiting, this is how I'd make my hiring decisions. <laughs> I, I thought that was great because, you know, so many people pass around, you know, magic questions to use in interviews. And behavioral interviewing is about the way people actually are, the way they do things. And you think about it, you follow people around and that's the way they park. That probably would be a pretty good sense of the kind of people they are. Kelly, I would get a I would get a lawn chair and a clipboard and I would just sit there and I'd watch these these people come in. My wife now understand my wife's in recruiting. She recruits for PwC and and so we have a I recruiting is a big part of my life and so I I always joke with her about some strategies that I would employ to to take shortcuts and and take it a different way. But I would I would sit there and I would watch these recruits come into the parking deck and and the one who goes up to the top level and walks down all the flights of stairs with a smile on her face, knowing what she knows something that no one else knows, that there's open space and there's no stress parking upstairs. And plus, I get a little exercise. It would be someone I would hire on the spot. But you know, the, the thing about it is, and I, and I think you'll appreciate this as a guy who consults with companies of all sizes. You've seen, I'm sure, what I've seen. It, 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 I had this sense always that if you were a business owner or a CEO of a moderate to larger company, clearly you would not be that kind of guy. But it's not always the truth. Sometimes I look at these, some of the folks I consult with and wonder, wow, you know, and you have a concern about why you're not successful. And yet some of the things that we joke about here are things that you would even find with those kinds of people. 
No doubt. I mean, they're, they're symbolic, really, of, of the mindset, right? I mean, that's what we're looking for. When you're an entrepreneur, which is a hard life, it is a brutal, miserable brutal. existence on yep. many, many levels. It's also exciting, uh, and, and you thrive on that environment. But, but if someone exhibits a behavior where they're going to just be lazy and take, take an elevator one level, it's someone that, that I can take a look at and say, you know what, there's a good chance – this person doesn't have that entrepreneurial mindset. Now, that maybe that's a big stretch. I don't know. For me, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, at my parking deck where, where, where my studio is, you know, I, I, the, it strikes me that, that very, very, very few cars park up there. But they're all nice cars, and they're all guys I know who are running organizations. And so I've just made that leap. Maybe it's a maybe, maybe it's a long leap, but it seems to make an awful lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think that's pretty consistent, frankly, because I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs in the last eight years, and what I can say is most of them have this mindset: I will try it and fail three times and be doing it the right way before you figure it out because you're taking too long in analysis. So I, I think there's a lot of consistency with that. And to be fair. What, I, what I'm talking about is not necessarily people who are at, at the owner CEO level or you know executive level who are lazy, but that they know the things that they ought to be doing differently, but for some reason they're just frozen in the way we've always done it. They're frozen for some reason in where they're at, and they just can't they can't take that leap. And and that to me is incongruent with entrepreneur, even when they are entrepreneurs. It's it's a sort of an interesting dichotomy. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Well, you make the change. Uh, let me, you have another uh, blog post that you wrote called Why Aren't You Operating with a Sense of Urgency, which frankly sort of goes right along with that idea and the idea that we're talking about here. And you talk about uh, you know, people who will make comments about you, the number of hours you put in, uh, the fact that you spent the weekend working or, or things of that nature. What is, what is the idea behind this? Why aren't you operating with a sense of urgency? What gives you the sense that people aren't? Well, Kelly, you know, it, it all stems back to the same dialogue of the mindset of an entrepreneurial individual. And as you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, the owner or the CEO of an organization or a startup. It, it, it can be someone who's leading a team or a division or a department. It, it, this this notion that I'm building this media company. You've you've indicated that I'm a podcaster and, and, and my team, we're, we're really working hard to build this, we jokingly call it our media empire. <laughs> but but it's as as we said just a few minutes ago, it's hard work and it's stressful and it, and it's risky and and to me, I, I can't laze about this. Right, this is something that requires a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of passion, and I got to get moving. And not to even talk about the notion that life is short and we only have a, a limited amount of heartbeats and that we got to get stuff done. And I just don't, I just don't. I get frustrated by someone who is just lazing about moving along a day when I think there's life to be lived. There's things to do. There's goals to accomplish. There's there's things to learn and fail and then learn from and try again and do better. I don't have time to wait for someone who's lazing about. And, and you know, understand, uh, you've, you've brought up two interesting do, um, uh, blog posts, what some of my, my audience calls rants. And and it, they are they are w- ways for me to v- vent my frustration over things that I see and, and people are always questioning why are you working I'm getting emails from you at 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. and and our mutual friend Dan Waldschmidt would certainly appreciate this this dialogue but, <laughs> hey, but this but this notion of uh, I, you know I was watching a documentary on JFK the other day 
And, you know, there's, there's been plenty of books and, and articles written about him, young man in a hurry, because he had health problems and he knew that his life was probably not going to be as long as the average American. So he, he was out there trying to achieve big things and he was just constantly moving and trying and writing and, and pushing envelopes and trying to achieve things. And that's the attitude that I have. And, and, and I get, and it's not fair for me to be judgmental and frustrated at people who, who don't share that mindset. Because we're not all entrepreneurs. I, I mean, I get that. And, and that's that's part of what I'm trying to <laughs> clarify when I write these things. However, if you are trying to build something, if you are trying to be entrepreneurial, if you are trying to grab your life by, by the horns and, and take 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 control of it and, and move and make things happen. Well, then you can't, you have to be, you have to be operating at a sense of urgency, in my opinion. And frankly, it, it, life's too exciting not to be doing it that way. That's the other thing I don't understand. This is a scintillating lifestyle and, and it's exciting and I need, I need movement. And so that was what that, that, that essay was all about, was just saying, ah, this is why I am why I am, because I'm trying to build something and I don't want to wait any longer than I have to, to, to get where I want to go. Well, I really enjoyed it, Todd. It, it confirms my notion uh, that, that people who are successful in life are people who are out moving. They're not always doing things perfectly, uh, but many times they're, they're, they're just simply testing the borders and the boundaries of what's around them, and they're doing it so consistently that they finally find answers. And, and it's, it's interesting to me how many guests like yourself I bring on this show, and that is their mindset if we're, if we're talking about some sort of consistency. I want to deliver on the content side because you're doing a lot of things with trade shows that business people absolutely need to be keyed into. Let's talk a little bit about the way you view trade shows. Now, I've never approached it from a radio show side, and and for those of you listening, Todd does trade show radio. He does broadcasting from radio shows, or from uh, broadcasting from trade shows, rather. But my problem with trade shows is how poorly sales and marketing departments prepare for and plan for and follow up and, and create accountability to the activities of the radio show, which or to the trade show again that uh, that you mentioned, but you you really go into some great detail. In fact, one of your blog, uh, uh, blog posts was exactly about that. Tell us tell us two or three things, uh, Todd, that we could be doing differently as businesses at trade shows. That's going to have a dramatic impact on the kind of performance and return on investment we get at those trade shows. Now, in theory, Kelly, what an organization does when it invests and spends significant dollars on attending a trade show because they're going to they're going to build a trade show booth they're going to ship a, a bunch of employees to be there they're going to spend all that money to to rent the space and to bring all this equipment and demo all this stuff in theory you're there to collect leads right i mean that's the goal of this thing is to connect with potential business opportunities and i seriously question how many organizations that do trade shows actually go there with that intent because they never seem to actually do anything that drives the the creation and the form formation of real business opportunities, and so absolutely, you know this this business uh, radio this podcasting model that that we developed, well, not developed, it's, it's, it's how we've used it, is it's a relationship building device. So in, understand in very, the very basic reason that we do podcasting for our clients is, is if, if you are my customer, thus a sponsor of, of a show of mine, you're trying to ex- expedite a relationship with someone very important to you, whether it's a customer, whether it's a, a business partner, whether, or whether it's a, a prospect, right? So, so what my client does and then uses the fact that they are sponsored 
sponsoring a podcast slash radio show with me, and they reach out and extend an invitation to that CEO of a, of a prospective organization to be a guest on that show. And then they use that interaction as a way to hasten, expedite, and deepen a relationship with a very, very important business prospect. So take that basic model and apply it to a trade show floor. And what we do is we'll set up our studio in the exhibit of our client, who in, in, in the public facing of is that the client is a sponsor of our radio show. And so over the course, Kelly, of a, of a three-day trade show, we can interview 60 to 70 individuals. And, and what my client gets to do, now again, remember, my client is the sponsor. What my client gets to do is drive the invitation process towards that trade show. And so they can reach out to 60 to 70 organizations that they want to meet with, interact with, and develop a relationship with at that trade show and invite their C-level to be a guest on this radio show. And so here's the beauty of it. That's a touch, right? That's If you read between the lines, that's calling saying, hey, I'd like to get 50 minutes of your time at this trade show to talk to you about my business. Absolutely. They're, do, they're doing it under, under the guise of inviting the CEO to be a guest on a radio show. So they're accomplishing the same thing. They're getting the attention. Now, here's the other beauty of it is that when my studio, my studio is not roaming, we're set, we're fixed, we're at my client's booth space. And so that CEO has to walk across his giant cavernous convention center and come spend an hour with my client at their booth. The interview with me is almost secondary. Uh, but when they get there, they spend time with my client. They get to know my client. Uh, when the interview's done, my client's like, oh, wow, you are outstanding. What a, what a great conversation, boy. You did a great job. And most, most people, as you know, Kelly, when they're on the radio, they've never done that before. Right. They've, they've never pre- so this is, a, this is a bucket list thing for them, and it's a memorable experience. You go to a trade show, and you get all these tchotchkes, all these stress balls and flashlight pens and key rings and keychains and all this stuff that gets tossed. If it's not given to the kids, it gets tossed in the trash bin. That guest is never going to forget their interview on that radio show and that guest is going to attribute it to my client thus at the end of the day my goal has been accomplished in expediting that relationship between that prospect and my client and then the business the transition to the business development conversation becomes very very simple absolutely and and there are so many more things going on in this dynamic hey Todd I want to keep you around after the break and talk some more can you do that absolutely I'd oh, love to do it because there's a lot more to this trade show idea when it comes to podcasting or radio broadcasting from this trade show. Not only do you get a, a client locked in at the trade show floor with your people, which is absolutely phenomenal. That's what everybody wants. But people are investing $10,000, dollars $100,000 to go to a trade show and coming back with very little of anything. Imagine when you put it on the electronic media and you get to preserve it forever. It has so many uses. We'll talk about those things and what you can do with those on the back end of a trade show when we continue our conversation with Todd Schnick. You're listening to The Business Locker Room. I'm Kelly Riggs. We'll be right back after this short timeout. Stay with us. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. 
It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Hey, welcome back to the Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board. A little bit later in the show, Miles Austin will stop by. We're going to talk Google Hangouts, and I'm excited to do that because like like most everyone, I'm sure, that will listen to this broadcast, you know what Google Hangouts are, but you're probably not using them anywhere like you should be to the benefit of your business. So we will come along with the X's and O's segment brought to you by 4D Sales, by the way. We'll talk more about them later in the show. And continuing my conversation with Todd Schnick, you can find him at Todd Schnick on Twitter. That's S-C-H-N-I-C-K or at ToddSchnick.com. We're talking about trade show marketing and actually doing radio broadcasts from trade shows. And Todd, I I think there's a, a, a hint of the brilliant here because, as you've mentioned, what everyone wants to do is to get their best possible prospect into the trade show booth and have the opportunity to talk to them. Not only do you set them down for a period of time and talk to them, but they're going to be excited to be there. They're filling out a bucket list item. They get to be on the radio. But hey, when it's all over and they're done and they go back, guess what? You've got an audio recording that you can use in a lot of ways to reinforce the marketing of your particular client. Talk more about that. Yeah, no, it's it's there's to your point, Kelly, there there are three benefits to to what we're doing here in that the the mere act of my client's ability to invite that C-suite to appear on the show is is a value if they did nothing else with it. The 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 obvious easy way for them to reach out and contact the CEO and say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but my company sponsors this business talk show and they're going to be broadcasting from our booth at this show. We'd, we'd love to have you guys be on it. We're fascinated by what you're doing. They're, they're thrilled and they're honored to be on it. And, and they build their, their trade show schedule around appearing on this show. The, the second benefit is obviously the experience itself, right? I, I can't tell you, Kelly, how many times a, a seasoned, gritty, 60-year-old CEO who's built this $100 million organization stands up and high-fives me and says, all right, well, I've been on the radio. I can check that off my bucket list. That makes my day. And then the the, the third value of it is is the post-show, right? I mean, you as I said earlier, you leave these trade shows and you have a bag full of all this tchotchkes, which you end up tossing if you don't give it to the kids. But that guest is never going to forget that interview. But to your bigger point, what do you do with the content after the interview? There are three people who benefit from that. Yeah, certainly I do because I get to share a fascinating conversation with a very successful CEO of an organization that's thriving, and I can get on put that show on my on, on my on the air and and tell that cool story. Now my client gets the benefit 
of putting that content on their website, which shows them as worldly and, and exciting and, and we're connecting with some really fascinating people. And then thirdly, the guest, him or herself, gets to put their interview on, on their website. And, and all three of us are sharing and promoting this thing. And it, it, it advances the ball for all three winners in this thing. And that's, that's why this is so much fun and so exciting. And as you, as you and I were talking during the break, uh, the best part about it is, is this is just so much fun. I mean, you have a great time, I and mean, we're humans, we're storytellers, right? That's what we thrive on. That's what we do from when we were painting caves as cavemen. We, we storytell. I mean, that's what we do, and so that's what I get to do for a living is, 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 is sit down with people and let them and help them tell their story, and then that story can be spread digitally. It's a, it's, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Well, I, I would assume that the salespeople that exist for your client, here they are looking at you saying, I'm out there slogging through the muck, just trying to get an appointment with this guy. And here he comes willingly with a big smile and plops down in front of you and spends 15 minutes talking to you. You know that, Well, Kelly, that, think of this scenario, right? So here, here's two approaches. If, you, if you're a salesman in the modern world, there, 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 there's two approaches in my view. Now, this is obviously simplified for purposes of this conversation, but there's one approach, right? Is hello, my name is Todd Schnick. I'm a salesman for Acme and I would love to get 50 minutes every time to share with you some of the great benefits of how my organization can help you improve your efficiency and lower costs and blah, 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 the usual sales pitch, which falls on deaf ears. Or, or you take my approach and you say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but my my organization sponsors this national business show and, and they're going to be broadcasting from my booth. And we're just so fascinated by what you and your organization are all about. We'd love to invite you to be a guest on the show. Done. Period. Stop. Shut up. Don't say anything else. And and you're 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 actually achieving the same thing, right? You're trying to get their attention. You're trying to spend some quality time with them. But how different is that approach? How how much easier is it for that second approach for the guy to say, "Wow, that that's really cool." Yeah, thank you for thinking of me. Wow. You know how how often does a prospect call when you when you cold call them and and they say, "Well, gee." Thank you for thinking of me to to call me and try to sell me your product. You know, that doesn't that doesn't happen. You know, but they're so excited to hear from you uh, when you invite them to be on a radio show, and and and, and but just by the the natural exuberance of of the of the experience and and the egos that you're stroking, and and just the excitement of being on a radio just changes the dynamic in, on, on what is a, a very similar approach and just trying to get the attention of, of of a prospect that's important to you. Well, there's clearly no downside whatsoever yet for your client. If, if they're savvy about what it costs to put salespeople in the field and what the average value of one sales call is, they're making all that back in, in big ways on the trade show floor where they get unfettered access to a client. They get to ask the right questions. They get to show them the product while they're there. They get to stroke their ego. And by the way, when you get back to your home office after the trade show, I'm going to come and deliver your little piece of media history to you personally Thank you personally, and I'm not going to have to deal with a gatekeeper or anybody else. You're going to be sitting there waiting with open arms because you can't wait to get it and put it on your website or to they want to hear from it. you. Absolutely, they want to hear from you. You know, and, and Kelly, if, believe it or not, and this speaks to a lot of the struggles you see on a trade show for, is I've had people say, "Well, I only get to talk to 60 to 70 people." Because uh, I think the problem is that an organization that hires some booth babe to come scan 3,000 badges and they go back and say, we got 3,000 leads. No, you didn't. You absolutely did not. Yeah, 3,000 contacts, and, but they're not leads. <laughs> well, you know, those people are going to unsubscribe, but they're never going to open any email you get That's from them right. down the road. But, but you walk out of there with 60 to 70 really, really advanced and meaningful relationships. That's, that's worth a trade show spend, in my opinion. 
Absolutely right. And if you're going to spend the money to be there anyway, Todd, why not go ahead and spend a little extra, do it right, and as you mentioned, get get a whole pestle full of great leads. Just fantastic stuff. We could, we could sit and talk for quite a while with Todd about all the things that he does, but clearly he's a guy who's on the front edge of of what it takes to really use marketing tools and use them in a way that creates real prospects uh, and the trade show idea just being one of those. Our guest, Todd Schnick, you can find him online. Follow him on Twitter, at Todd Schnick. Also, you want to go check out his podcast because, I mean, the guest list this guy has is is just somewhere north of crazy. Seth Godin, Guy Kawasaki, Simon Sinek, Chris Brogan, uh, guys that probably wouldn't return my phone call if I offered them $100 to do so. Congratulations on your podcast, by the way. Obviously, you, you've done just a whale of a job with it. Well, Kelly, that's you just made the pitch of why podcasting matters. They wouldn't return my call either, but when you reach out to them as, as a host of a radio show and say, hey, I'd like to promote your book, they're happy to talk to you. They are that's, happy to help you. That's yeah. how you connect with them. That's the secret. Good stuff. Todd, I appreciate you coming on board. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Good to have you. Kelly, pleasure to be with you. Thanks for thanks for the invitation. You bet. Todd Schnick at ToddSchnick.com. Make sure you check him out and add his blog, his rants, as he calls them. Add them to your must-read list, but add his podcast to your must-listen list as well. It is the Intrepid Radio Show. You can find it at ToddSchnick.com. We'll take our final time out, and we will come back on the other side. We'll be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Miles Austin, for the X's and O's segment, and it is brought to you by 40 Sales. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Business Locker Room. I'm Kelly Riggs. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. locker room. Thanks for being a part. And we move into our X's and O's segment with Miles Austin, brought to you by 4D Sales. And I'll tell you, Miles, he actually tells us all about online tools. And both he and I are a huge fan of the 4D Sales tool. And I'm excited to begin telling people more and more about this product. It is a tablet-based sales tool. So if you're looking at an iPad or a Windows 8 device, 
it will allow your salespeople or you as an individual salesperson to take all of the information you could possibly use in a sales call. And I mean everything, price lists, brochures, PDFs, slide decks, white papers, web pages, videos, and on and on the list goes. You can put all those together, interleave them in on the iPad device and be able to just maneuver your way between each of them seamlessly, email them to your client, present them in a way that makes sense right there in a sales call. It really is changing the way professional salespeople do sales calls. It is a fantastic tool. I've been in the sales and marketing business for 30 years, and I can tell you this one tool, this one very inexpensive tool would have made an enormous difference in so many of the presentations that I did over the lifetime of my sales career. From a sales manager's perspective or an owner's perspective, it gives you the ability to create consistency for all your salespeople. Everyone has the latest and the greatest in terms of price lists and brochures and videos and promo materials and everything else. It's all available at your fingertips. Find out much more about this product at 4dsales.com. We invite in to the X's and O's segment in the business locker room, Miles Austin. Miles, great to have you on board, my friend. Great to be here, Kelly. I enjoyed listening to Todd, man. I, I tell you, I just love people that get it figured out, have an innovative way to a, approach business, and he's a pro at doing it. I, it was a great interview. I think that guy is going to be the next media mogul. I mean, what a great idea. This whole trade show radio thing just enthralls me. But we want to talk a little bit about media as well, but we're going to talk about it from the Google Hangout side. Google Hangouts. Everybody knows Google, Miles, and then not too long ago, Hangouts came along. And this was the ability uh, to kind of do uh, group meetings on video. But that's not exactly new. What, what makes Google Hangouts different? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I think, very frankly, Google Hangouts is one of those tools we all think we know what it is, but we have no idea. We've only scratched the surface. So, I mean, just think of Google Hangouts this way. It's basically a group video chat session. It's all free using one of the most significant platforms technology can provide from Google. It can be used in combination. So you can have a video conference. You can have just phone conversations, live chat, video conferences, video chat. And now with the addition, you know, not too long ago of something called Hangouts on Air, you can now literally broadcast live video conversations with multiple people in a live stream truly to a worldwide audience. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And then, of course, the thing, the one thing I do know about Hangouts on Air is that uh, it automatically so it becomes something that you get the benefit of seeing over and over if that's something you care about. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people struggle. There's other services out there. I use them myself, GoToMeeting, WebEx, etc., that are kind of some of the grandfather tools out there. The challenge is you got to, first of all, remember to hit the record button, which is I've forgotten to do many times. Many times the, the conversion of that uh, recording get garbled in the conversion, etc. This way it's automatic, and there's not a more robust, rock-solid video distribution platform than YouTube, which happens to be owned by who? Google. Yes, and, and of course supported by one of the great backbones in the, in the entire IT sector. You, during the break, we were talking a little bit about it, and you said it's more capable than Skype. Give me, give me some sense. Uh, full disclosure, we're on Skype now, and we're broadcasting through Skype, uh, but, but let's talk about capabilities. What, what are some of the differences? Well, I think, you know, and we talked about Skype on the show. It's been one of our featured products. I've written about it. I have an ebook about it. But the big difference, I think, is first of all, it's all free. There, there is no fees for um, Hangouts or, or Hangouts on Air. And so 
I have the ability using Google Hangout to call you on a landline or on a cell phone um, without any distractions. I can start a call. I can start a video call. I can start a Hangout using this tool from my iPhone, from my iPad, etc. And I really think it's the integration. What I found very helpful is the ability to share, and where we're using it for a lot in my marketing campaigns with my clients, is we're using this thing. I kind of call it the CNN look, where you've got maybe the host of the show on the screen, but right to the side, either right to the left or right, or maybe a split screen with multiple other experts or people that can add to the conversation. Their live video feed, their face, their smiling mug is right next to you. And it's, I reckon it to, it's very similar to me to sitting around a kitchen table and talking about a topic that is near and dear to me, but we're all looking at each other. There's visual contact there. It's a very powerful way to communicate, and I think it enhances um, the conversation. So I can imagine uh, as a regional sales manager or a division manager of some kind, I've got four, five, six, eight people in my team, my region, my division, whatever the case may be. I can imagine us all getting online on Google and being able to see each other. And this is all happening free, by the way. This is not WebEx or GoToMeeting or any of those kinds of things. How many people can you put on here at one time? Great question. You can, if normal, for most of us, you can have 10 people live video feed showing on the screen all at one time. If there are some people that have this corporate premier account from Google, if you have one of those accounts, you can actually have 15 people. General practical side, 10 or 15 people is too many. But if you want to have everyone on the screen showing, you can have the standard um, account set up. You can have 10 live people talking. Miles, I guess the question I think people would have, at least I would have if I was listening to this, is I tried video somewhere back down the line, you know, six months, a year, two years, whatever the case. You know how people get that first impression of something, and boy, it was it it was dragging, and my bandwidth was a mess, and uh, people kept dropping off and all of these kinds of things. People who have been through that experience, what do you say to those folks who, who, who that's their natural objection? Is, is Google Hangout more problem than it's worth or, or has, it, has everything come up to speed where it really makes it worthwhile? Well, I think if anyone's going to have the capability to, to provide the infrastructure to make it work, it's probably Google, right? There's very sure. few companies in the world that have that capability. But two things have happened. First of all, the technology is dramatically advanced. So we can now do a, a video call from our iPhone um, on, a, on a cellular network. Um, but yes, absolutely, bandwidth is important. Bandwidth up and down is important. But most people in most offices, and very frankly, equal if not more so, in a home office environment, which is where a lot of people would get into trouble. They would do that interview or that video call from a home office setting, maybe for a distributed sales uh, organization, and they just didn't have the connection speed. But that's, that isn't the case, at least with Hangouts. I do find that it's more tolerable, it's more tolerant of slower connections and slower speeds than some of the other tools that are out there, including Skype, by the way. Now, does this also contain the the screen sharing capabilities to be able to show things from my computer to another computer? Great question, and yes, it does. You can do screen sharing, you can do polls. Um, it is, it's full function. You can add the little... Uh, what's called lower thirds in the business, the little name like a CNN look where you have the name of, of you know, Todd Schnick fl- floating along the bottom. All of those capabilities are there. You can have 
a chat online function right to the right-hand side uh, where you can actually have kind of a side conversation going. Uh, you can have people outside of the actual meeting. Uh, they can add if you want to make it a public. You can make it public, make them public or private conversations. Let me just give you an example. And here's some of the ways where I think if we can stretch the our listeners' minds a little bit, you can offer lessons with this, right? Either free or paid, uh, small groups to the platform. Training is a massive opportunity. To You can go do training, either private or public, free or for a fee if you choose. They're great for demos of showing how your product works. Um, marketing presentations, interviews is something uh, Todd mentioned his wife is a recruiter. Um, think about the ability and the cost to have to fly someone in. I'm in Seattle. To, to fly someone in across the country, or in some cases around the world, for an interview at Microsoft. Why not just get them connected? Now, obviously, Microsoft probably would use their own tool rather than Hangouts. But the ability to do a video interview anywhere in the world really can give you an ability to have much more depth than that first or second call where you're looking at the person, you're interacting with them. Um, I do webinars. uh, We call them web events, communicating with business partners, strategy sessions. Um, Customer support is a massive opportunity where you could actually be looking, your customer support team can be looking face-to-face with the person that's struggling. It helps lower the blood pressure level a little bit because that customer, even if they're really upset about something, are, are now looking at you eye to eye. And it, it has a strong tendency to lower that threshold and the blood pressure a little bit. Live collaboration, it's a great way to do news and announcements. If your company has a new product or an acquisition you've made or some new release, go use it. Go to Google Hangouts and you've got a press conference live in the making. Wow. And, and then I would assume... Uh, you could either use it as a Hangout on air, or if you're just doing a standard Hangout, you can record it using some other tools I, I, I'm going to ask you to mention. But you can then take that and and have it available on your website. You can replay it. You can stage it out in different areas. There's just a lot of opportunities, again, to use that, that media that you've recorded. Absolutely. You can add intros, outros. You can splice it up if you need to for different purposes. Uh, we do that for our clients for a lot of the what we call web events, and maybe they'll just take snippets of, of when they're their client or their executive are talking and package those in little two and three minute segments on YouTube, which are much more um, watchable, if you will, because people don't want to watch a one hour webinar a lot of times, but they'll watch those little segments on a key topic. So, so even better, I mean, you, you're telling me I can take the recorded piece and then actually do post-production work and jazz it up with an intro and an outro and uh, take out some of the pieces and parts and, and use it as a produced piece. I do it all the time. You can download it as an MP4 file and go do it with anything you want. You know, I'll tell you a fun thing, and I, I'd love to talk to Todd about this at some point, but listening to what he's talking about, you know, you've got this live radio broadcast from the trade show. This whole time I'm listening to him, I'm thinking, oh, man, give me a webcam let me set it up and be doing a live video broadcast while you're doing the radio. You can have video and audio at the same time. Uh, I think, man, I thought, what a fun thing to say. Hey, not only are you going to be the radio, we're going to have video of you, which, again, to Todd's point, you can put it on your website. You can put it on social media. What a great opportunity. I'd love to go do an experiment sometime in one of his broadcast booths and set up a cam and, and do like a, a simulcast, if you will, um, using Google Hangouts on air to, to broadcast that event live from the sales floor of that uh, trade show. 
Okay, if Schnick is still listening, that is our idea, and we just patented that, and he can't use it. <laughs> no. Okay. Go we'll sell, we'll, we'll license that. it to him. We'll license I was going to say, I want to go one better. I want Todd involved with this, and all three of us will go do it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you gave me a ton of ideas, and I know that you use it uh, in your work. As you mentioned, you do web and web, what's called webinars. You call them web events, but you actually put multiple uh, experts in place to conduct these web events, and they can be in very disparate locations, and yet you've got them all together answering questions from uh, an audience. And you guys have used this uh, to, to great success, I know, but when you start talking about sales meetings or training or demos, marketing presentations, I mean, there, there's a half a dozen ideas, and we don't want people to lose sight of the fact, Miles, did we mention Google Hangouts is free? It's free. <laughs> Costs nothing. How, you know, as a businessman, I, I think of all the things that we can do today that we couldn't we couldn't have touched for less than thousands of dollars twenty years ago. It's absolutely amazing. Let me throw this one out to you. This is just an example of the scale and the capabilities that this technology can do. I had an opportunity to speak at two conferences in one day. One was in San Antonio, and one was in Denver. I couldn't get to both places and, and meet their schedule. Believe it or not. I did the one presentation in San Antonio. I went to a very nice room that was provided for me by the hotel with good bandwidth, and I broadcast live to the big screen to a large real estate, well-known real estate company's national convention on two big, huge screens on front of their national audience live. And the truth was, I think I had more interaction and commentary during the presentation from that one than I do in my live presentations. It is that powerful. And by the way, I got paid for both of them. Ah, the, the magic, magic dust right there. Good dust. stuff, Miles. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate you coming on board. It's the X's and O's segment. It's brought to you by 4D Sales. And as always, Miles Austin around to help us navigate the tricky waters. It is Google Hangouts. You want to check it out. You get all the information you want about it at fillthefunnel.com. That's Miles' website. He's got a huge ebook written on it. You can search for it and find it. Many thanks to Miles for joining us. That's going to wrap it up for today's Business Locker Room Show. Thanks to Todd Schnick. You can find him online again, toddschnick.com. Miles Austin on Twitter, at Miles Austin. And as I mentioned, fillthefunnel.com. Next week, Michael McLaughlin will join us here in the locker room. And, of course, another great tool from Miles Austin. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Michael Surgit on the other side of the glass, making us sound good. Thanks to our executive producer, Brandy Jackson. I'm Kelly Riggs. Find out much more about me and about the show, future shows, past episodes. Keep up with our blog at bizlockerroom.com. I'll see you next week in the Business Locker Room. Thanks for joining the Business Locker Room with your host, Kelly Riggs. Kelly will be back again next week for more business building content and conversation for your playbook. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel for another edition of the Business Locker Room. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win.